faster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. It's a deep-seated, heavy volume of fire that's hard to get to the seat of the fire. A big fire at an NYPD warehouse destroys evidence and causes injuries. SUNY Purchase reinstates its mask policy. Federal protections now in place for same-sex marriage. President Biden wants approval to send the Patriot missile defense system to Ukraine. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried could face life in prison if he's convicted on all counts following the collapse of his $32 billion cryptocurrency exchange. An explosion and a fire at an NYPD impound and evidence warehouse in Brooklyn yesterday. Some evidence destroyed. Eight people suffered minor injuries, three firefighters, three MS workers, and two civilians. Fifteen NYPD employees safely escaped that 8,000-square-foot Columbia Street building. Crews had to use drones and boats to fight this fire, but it could still burn for days before it's fully extinguished. Here's FTNY Chief of the Department, John Hodgins. It's difficult because we don't have access to any, there's not a lot of openings in this building. It's a sealed off building. So as we're able to get holes in the building from the pressure of the water stream, we get water onto the fire. But it's uh, it's a difficult operation that, that takes time. Investigators are working to determine the cause of the fire. Also, the NYPD announced this morning that the death of a woman in a residential fatal fire on Friday, November 11th at 124 Van Sicklin Avenue in Brooklyn has been deemed a homicide. The victim identified as 40-year-old Sergey's Ramirez. EMS discovered her dead inside apartment 2C. Citing high COVID-19 transmission levels, SUNY Purchase in Westchester County has reinstated its masking policy ahead of next week's final exams. Renewed viral precautions come as COVID, flu, and now RSV combined for a tridemic threat this holiday season. Here's City Health Commissioner Dr. Ashwin Vassan. He spoke to NBC New York. We are facing unprecedented levels of flu. We're uh, facing unprecedented levels of RSV, and we're seeing an increase in COVID cases. So taken together, there are a few simple steps that everyone needs to do as they enter into the holidays to ensure that they're celebrating safely. City health officials have Friday issued a strong advisory recommending people mask up in public indoor settings and also at crowded outdoor settings. During a White House ceremony attended by thousands, President Joe Biden yesterday signed gay marriage legislation into law. Courage that led to progress. We've seen over the decades progress that gives us hope. That every, every generation will continue our journey toward a more perfect union. Among the attendees were the owners of Club Q, a gay nightclub in Colorado where five people were killed in a shooting last month and plaintiffs from lawsuits that originally helped secure the nationwide right to gay marriage. The legislation sparked following a concurring opinion in the U.S. Supreme Court case that overturned Roe v. Wade. In it, Justice Clarence Thomas suggested revisiting other decisions, including the legalization of gay marriage. 
The Biden administration expects the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to finalize plans this week to send the Patriot missile defense system to Ukraine to help in its 10-month-old war with Russia. Ukraine has been calling for the U.S. to send the advanced long-range air defense system that is highly effective at intercepting ballistic and cruise missiles as it comes under a barrage of Russian, Russian missile and drone attacks. The U.S. has previously sent Ukraine high-mobility artillery rocket systems, also known as HIMARS. Here's Pentagon spokesman John Kirby back in June. It's just unprecedented, the, the, the speed with which Security assistance is actually reaching the front lines in Ukraine. There's literally shipments going in every single day, and it's not just from the United States. We are the biggest donor, but more than 40 other nations around the world are also contributing security assistance in some type or form uh, to, to Ukraine. Five Russian missiles hit the capital city of Kiev this morning. Russian missile strikes have destroyed key infrastructure all across Ukraine. The Patriot missile system would be the most effective long-range defensive weapons system sent to Ukraine to date. Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and former CEO of FTX and Almeda Research, could face up to 115 years in prison, according to congressional statutory maximum sentencing guidelines. The life sentence, if he is convicted on all eight counts against him in a federal indictment unsealed yesterday. It follows November's collapse of his $32 billion cryptocurrency exchange. U.S. Attorney Damian Will- Williams called it one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. Illegal campaign contributions to be made to candidates and committees associated with both Democrats and Republicans. These contributions were disguised to look like they were coming from wealthy co-conspirators. A judge in the Bahamas denied Freed bail Monday. The U.S. is awaiting extradition. Williams said Freed is also charged with violating campaign finance laws by allegedly diverting tens of millions of dollars in illegal campaign contributions to buy bipartisan influence and pack the direction of public policy in Washington. Not welcome news for former President Donald Trump. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis leads President Trump by 23 points among Republicans in a hypothetical GOP presidential primary, according to a USA Today Suffolk University poll. DeSantis hid back at Trump last month after the former president criticized him following the midterm elections. All that's just noise. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. And this poll found that 56% of Republican and Republican-leaning voters prefer DeSantis, while only 33% would support Trump, according to this new poll. Now, Trump announced a third bid for the White House last month, becoming the first candidate to do so. He has received criticism from members of his own party for the GOP's disappointing performance in the midterm elections. Only two of 14 Trump-endorsed candidates were victorious in the midterms. A shocking new bipartisan report is out by the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. It was released in a hearing on Tuesday. It reveals hundreds of women in federal custody have been sexually assaulted by Federal Bureau of Prisons staff and officials. Carolyn Richardson was formerly incarcerated at the Metropolitan Correction Center right here in New York City. She spoke before the Senate hearing on sexual abuse at prisons. I am deeply remorseful what I have, what I had done. 
which was fueled by my own addiction to oxycodone. I accepted a guilty plea and was sentenced to 12 years in prison, knowing that I would miss so many years with my six children. What I did not know was that I, will, I would come to suffer neglect and abuse in BOP custody that will forever change my life. Over the course of this eight-month investigation, the subcommittee found BOP employees sexually abused female prisoners in at least two-thirds of federal prisons over the past decade. The report also concluded the Bureau has also failed to prevent, detect, and stop recurring sexual abuse in at least four federal prisons. Congress is wrapping up business before the holiday break. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York expects a year-end spending package will include the Electoral Count Act and more funding for war-torn Ukraine. There's a lot of work left to do, but we're optimistic that if we preserve the good faith we've seen so far, we will get there. The Senate is expected to vote on a short-term funding bill this week to prevent a government shutdown. Schumer said he's optimistic an agreement will include a bill to clarify the role of the vice president in certifying the results of presidential elections. That bill is meant to resolve any ambiguity about whether the VP has any power to overturn the vote of the Electoral College, a claim former President Trump made following the 2020 presidential election. Meantime, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell endorsed more funding for Ukraine, calling the support a popular mainstream view among lawmakers. Inflation at a 40-year high under the Biden administration, and it's apparently changing shoppers' habits with grocery prices alone up at least 13%. According to a September food dive study, 6 out of 10 of the 2,000 people surveyed, they're all consumers, reported buying foods close to the expiration date due to affordability. 16.6% of those shopping for bargains started doing so just this year. Ron Rojas is the owner of Chicago, Illinois discount grocery store Continental Sales Lots for Less. He spoke to News Nation. I would say it's been about two or three months, like starting in September, it just really started picking up a lot more. And we sell a lot of stuff outside of groceries, too. So we have a lot of other products like toys that we're selling off 50 percent off uh, some of the major big box stores. So people are stocking up on that as well. Roja sells food at or actually past the expiration dates. He told the Hill he started seeing lines out the door in September of this year. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the dates applied to food are for quality and not for safety. A major scientific discovery announced that could actually change everything. Scientists studying fusion energy at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory out in California said Tuesday that they had crossed a long-awaited milestone in reproducing the power of the sun inside of a laboratory. That sparked public excitement as scientists have for decades talked about how fusion, the nuclear reaction that makes stars shine, could provide a future source of bountiful energy. The result announced on Tuesday is the first fusion reaction in a laboratory setting that actually produced more energy than it took to start the reaction. Michael Binder-Bauer is CEO of TAE Technologies, and he spoke to NBC News. This is a hurrah moment for humanity, and it's going to create the backbone of stable, reliable power 24-7 to drive that entire ecosystem of electrified things. If fusion can be deployed on a large scale, it would offer an energy source that is devoid of the pollution and greenhouse gases caused by the burning of fossil fuels and 
radioactive waste created by current nuclear power plants. With the sun and stars, fusion continually combines hydrogen atoms into helium, producing sunlight and warmth. 77 WABC News Time, 515. All right, Justin Ellix here, ready to go with sports. Thank you, Deb. Uh, we're going to start here on the ice. That's the only local action we had last night. The Islanders, they uh, lost to the Boston Bruins 4-3 to in Boston as a shootout was needed to find a winner in this one. Hard fought contest throughout as the Isles did. They, they played well enough throughout to make uh, to maybe grab the two points, but Boston's David Pasternak had other ideas as he went far down in the shootout for the eventual, ga- eventual game winner. Up next for the Islanders is the second game in a five-game road trip set for Friday in Arizona against the Coyotes. And now for the Devils, they lose 4-1 to at home to the Dallas Stars as they continue to slide a bit here after their scorching odd start. With their skid now reaching three straight losses, Miles Wood had the lone goal for the Devs who couldn't quite figure out a familiar name in Dallas goaltender Scott Wedgwood, who registered 35 saves on the night. The 30-year-old goalie was drafted by the Devils in 2010 before playing parts of three seasons with the club. Up next for New Jersey is a visit from the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow night. And also news from the ice history as Washington Capitals captain Alex Ovechkin scored the 800th goal of his career, becoming the third player in NHL history to reach the milestone. He also became the first to do it with a single fan franchise. And he came as part of a hat-trick performance in a 7-3 victory over the Blackhawks in Chicago. And now for the World Cup here. Argentina, they beat Croatia 3-0 in the World Cup semifinals yesterday to punch their ticket to the finals. Where they'll face either Morocco or the defending champs in France. That Morocco-France match is set for 2 p.m. Eastern time today. And another big signing out of the MLB offseason here as uh, star shortstop Carlos Correa... And the San Francisco Giants are in agreement on a 13-year, $350 million contract, a record-long deal that is the richest ever for that position, the position being a shortstop. So the Giants don't get judged, but they get uh, maybe not an equivalent star, but a very, very good uh, shortstop in Carlos Correa. So he'll be in San Francisco, out of the American League, and local action tonight on the hardwood. The Knicks, they're in Chicago, taking on the Bulls. Tip-off, 7.30 p.m. Here with your early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Let's head over to Lou Dobbs now with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Stocks yesterday moving higher. All the major indexes finishing higher for a second straight day yesterday. Inflation cooling more than economists had forecast. Fed Chair Jerome Powell likely to announce another interest rate hike today. Wall Street expecting a 50 basis point increase. The market is more likely to react to Powell's commentary today. Higher prices have shoppers spending less so far this holiday season. A recent Gallup poll shows the average consumer has cut their Christmas budget by about 60 It's the first time since the pandemic that consumers have trimmed their holiday spending. Apple reportedly planning to allow other app stores on the iPhone and iPad. Developers have long said Apple's slice of digital profits is too hefty. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
Futures mixed this morning. The Dow up four points at 34,392. S&P down three quarters of a point. The Nasdaq down seven. Gold down $6.20 an ounce. Crude oil up 42 cents a barrel at $75.81. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. Former New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer has filed a defamation lawsuit. He did so Monday and it's against a woman who he said derailed his bid for mayor last year with sexual assault allegations. In court papers, Stringer called the claims by Gene Kim, who worked on his 2001 campaign for a public advocate, fake. Stringer said they cost him key endorsements and the goodwill of his supporters, as well as constituents. Here's what Kim told reporters during a press conference last year. During this campaign, I traveled back and forth to campaign events with him. And uh, Scott Stringer repeatedly uh, groped me, put his hands on my thighs and between my legs and demanded to know why I wouldn't have sex with him. In addition to having derailed his 2021 New York City mayoral campaign, Stringer said Kim has done irreparable harm to him and his political future by spreading vicious lies, accusing him of a sexual assault two decades ago. According to the suit, the Manhattan Supreme Court filing also seeks unspecified damages and a court order directing Kim to retract any and all defamatory statements. With only a few weeks to go till the end of the legislative session, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul has more than 100 bills under consideration to sign. One of these bills would actually ban the sale of dogs, cats and rabbits at pet stores. Hochul has not committed to signing it, though. Some New York City pet stores insist they use breeders, not puppy mills. However, Deborah Howard, president of the Companion Animal Protection Society, told Fox 5 that this is not the case. This is really the most effective way to crack down on the pet shop puppy mill industry. We're not saying go out of business. You can still be a pet supply store. You can offer animals for adoption. The bill has been in the works for more than four years now. Another highly watched bill would require that the state comptroller review state contracts before they are approved in in an effort to cut down on corruption. Some have argued that this policy would have prevented Hochul from overpaying for COVID-19 tests to a New Jersey-based campaign donor during the height of Omicron. New Yorkers apparently fed up and want lawmakers to do more about fighting crime. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. New Siena College polls showing more than two-thirds of respondents say crime should be the top priority for state lawmakers this session, followed by cost of living, affordable housing coming in third. The survey also showing Governor Hochul has a 49% job approval rating, a slight drop from October. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A second man charged now with murder in connection with November's brutal beating death of a Queen's father at a Queen's gas station. 23-year-old Esvin Vasquez died after being struck in his head with a wooden board. Police say 28-year-old Fabian Tenalima of Queens was arrested yesterday. Now he's charged with murder, manslaughter, gang assault, and criminal possession of a weapon. Vasquez was attacked during a fight with a large group of men at the gas station on Junction Boulevard in Corona. Mohammed Sikh was on the overnight shift and saw the fight unfold. I saw the some people were there fighting, maybe around two group were there, around uh, 10, 12 people. I saw that he, he fall down in the floor, they, they're going to hit the wood with the front side. In the, I saw what they are hitting him maybe two times. 
20-year-old Michael Santander of Queens was the first suspect arrested in connection with Vasquez's death. He also is charged with murder, manslaughter, gang assault, and criminal possession of a weapon. It's still unclear what started that fight between Vasquez and that group. Vasquez had been in New York for less than two years prior to his death. He came to the U.S. from Guatemala and was working at a furniture store to support his wife and one-year-old baby back home. A rally for better pay for home health care workers across the state held yesterday. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. New York City public advocate Jumani Williams said most of these jobs are held by women. They're primarily black and brown women. There's a lot of immigrant families in there. And those are the communities that need the most help and somehow always getting the least. There's been a shortage of those type of workers who help seniors and those disabled with basic needs, impacting a huge number of New Yorkers. The minimum wage for home health care workers is $17 an hour in New York City, Long Island, and Westchester, and a little over $15 an hour everywhere else in the state. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. Well, the threat of polio has now diminished after surfacing in New York City as well as four counties, Nassau, Rockland, Orange, and Sullivan, several months ago. The New York State Department of Health announced that a state of emergency over polio is no longer needed because fewer samples of the polio virus were detected in wastewater from counties of concern. New York Governor Kathy Hochul back in August tried to reassure New Yorkers that the virus's discovery was being dealt with. But there is a presence in the New York City wastewater. This is something we're monitoring closely. We're working closely at the federal, local and state level, all engaged hands on. And since July, over 46,700 polio vaccine doses have been administered to kids 18 years and younger in Rockland, Orange, Sullivan, and Nassau counties. Officials said the campaign to get more people immunized will continue, along with the surveillance of wastewater surveillance. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a well, apparently, New York City is a mean one, according to Mr. Grinch. A study that claims to rate the Grinchiest city in the United States has their eyes set on the Big Apple. According to a report that is out from the website Finance Buzz, New York City is the Grinchiest city in the nation. The site says that if you compare New York City on a per capita basis, the city has the nation's lowest rates of holiday decoration shops, Christmas tree lots, gift shops, and food banks per 100,000 people. The city that was considered the least Grinchiest city, Hartford, Connecticut. Well, the annual Tony Awards are going to be presented right here in New York City from a new location next year. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. The award show celebrating 76 years of the best of Broadway will be broadcast from the United Palace Theater in Washington Heights on June 11th on CBS TV. We'll also be streaming live on Paramount+. Plus. Nominations for the Tony Awards will be announced on May 2nd. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. And if you miss the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. And the holidays are here, and it's time to help make a difference. This holiday season, Talk Radio 77 WABC is teaming up with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation 
for our annual Holiday Radiothon. It's this Thursday, December 15th from 6 in the morning until noon. You can help us raise money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation's Season of Hope. All the money raised will bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes and their families this holiday season. And you don't have to wait till Thursday. Right now, you can donate $11 a month, only $11 a month or even more at wabcradio.com slash donate. That's wabcradio.com slash donate. Happy holidays and thank you from 77 WABC and Tunnel to Towers. Again, that's wabcradio.com slash donate. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.